0: banyan here cal banyan's hypnosis etc and i'm being joined by penny chase and you know what we're continuing our hunkered down hypnotist series because we're like a lot of you we're locked down we're under the or about to become ordered to mm, walk down so here we go we've been doing this series we talked about things like Oh, the benefits, the hypnotists of doing hypnosis sessions online, because this this series is about, here you go, you ready? Don't let the bug win. You win. It's about not just surviving, but thriving. And to do that, you need to know, you can do hypnosis sessions online. Yes, that's right. You can do hypnosis sessions online. All right, so today, we're going to talk about mistakes that hypnotists make when doing hypnosis online so that you can avoid them and get off to a running start. This is the last one in the series. I think if you uh, really listen to these, this is number four in this series, you're gonna have a really good idea of what it takes to begin doing hypnosis sessions online. All right, let me introduce to you Penny. Penny Chason. she is a five path certified hypnotist. She's also certified to train uh hypnotist in the five path uh system so she's called a CFI, which stands for certified professional hypnosis instructor the courses i teach she can teach she is also besides being a really good hypnotist she is also a nurse anesthetist having worked in the medical profession for 25 years maybe 26 who knows, has presented at the International Guild of Hypnotists Convention, has her own pain management system using hypnosis, and I'm very happy to have her as part of the huge growing Five Path International Association hypnosis community. Please welcome Penny Chesong. Hey. I'm in a very silly mood today. I don't know what it is. I think it's because I haven't left the house in two weeks.
1: I know I I feel like I just kind of like need to relax and let my hair down oh oh wait my hair is down um so anyway we're talking about online sessions today and I just want to tell everyone that when I did my live week of power with you I did it virtually and you you've pioneered working online and virtually long before anyone else was doing it and at the same time I felt like I was in that classroom and the hands-on practice that we did I mean you were right there making sure that I was doing things correctly with my practice partner and you've taken the same high level of regard for training of hypnotists and conducting sessions and you've created this platform, this outline, this program now that um, the topics we've been talking about is based on and you've worked hand-in-hand with Dr. Reverend Scott Giles of the NGH and are beginning to help the NGH by submitting this and working with him to become a leader in this for all hypnotists, and I want to say thank you, and everyone, Cal Banyan.
0: All right. Thank you very much, and you know what? You're welcome, and I, a couple things I want to say real quick before we get rolling into our, our topic for today is that I really appreciate you know, the open-mindedness of the National of Hypnotists who had a positive but cautious approach to, at first, um, beginning to promote and set the standards for doing hypnosis sessions online and now to work with me and Dr. Reverend Scott Giles to create the standards for doing um, online hypnosis training and certification. These are live courses and I think that it's not easy to be the National hypnotist and make changes because the changes you make or they make uh, affects so many people. Um, as the hypnotist goes, tends to go the profession of hypnosis, hypnosis hypnotism, hypnotherapy. Um, I'm going to tell you some. So Penny, so you went to the week of power and you were online, and you had to provide your own practice partner, right? Guess what? You've made a change. Now, in addition to having people online and on site. Wouldn't it be nice in this world where we're trying to encourage hypnotists to do sessions online if the practice sessions in class were done online? So what happens is let's say that we've got a class and we've got maybe 12 people on site, and let's say we have maybe like four people online. Because it usually breaks down into some that kind of ratio about, you know, one third online and two thirds on site. What we do is we have stations set up where they go and they practice. The, the on-site people practice together in two or, groups of two or three. Okay, but then we also have laptop computers set up and desktop computers set up where the they can practice hypnotizing and doing depth testing and convincers with the online students. So it's the first ever class to where you don't just do gobs and gobs of practice in class, but you get to practice to learn doing sessions online. So the, the, the online students practice with the on site students, and they can also practice among themselves. And so they don't have to bring uh, someone to practice on anymore, like a friend or relative or something like that. What do you think of that?
1: I think that's great because it can be challenging to find a practice partner who can meet with you every single day.
0: Right. Yeah. And then also to, to graduate class, having had experience of doing an online session. See? That's tremendous. So that's something you can begin to integrate into your certification courses now that you are adding the online component. All right. Well, enough about what's going on in the news and the profession. Let's go ahead and get into mistakes. hypnotists make when doing sessions online. These are things that you don't want to do. All right. Winging it. Winging it by that I mean you just kind of turn on the computer and there's a client and you just figure out things as you go. It's something that needs to be researched. Get advice, get certification for doing sessions online. Don't just wing it. My I'm I have experience doing remote interviewing and then hypnosis sessions. That this could be crazy. I mentioned one of the previous videos, I did some of the very first. Uh, research on the subject of getting information from people talking to people uh, over computer for the purpose of facilitating self-disclosure all the way back to like 1988 1989 so the and i had years and years, almost around a decade of experience of doing podcasts and then then doing hypnosis sessions online uh 10 years experience doing uh, training session on uh, students online. And so that enabled me to make this segue into seeing clients online in an unusually well informed manner. but to just one of the reasons that the ngH was, little bit resistant to approving online sessions and approving online training is they're afraid that see one thing i know about hypnotists as a group of people big hearts great intention want to help people and not the most techiest persons in the world (laughs) you know i've worked with hypnotists where i got to coach them through email you know so i mean you really can't just wing it. You've got to do the research and really prepare yourself to be able to do the sessions online. What do you think of that, Penny?
1: I think it's true. If you're not familiar with the tech, you need to find a friend or someone that you can get on zoom with, play with the controls, get familiar with it, get comfortable with it. And also going into the sessions, like you need to have a checklist to make sure that you cover the things that are in important like in one of the earlier videos we talked about emergency situations you need to make sure that you've covered all of those things for every single meeting with that client because as Mm -hmm. soon as you forget something you're going to be in the middle of the session and you're going to wish you had you're going to realize you forgot to bring something up that turns out to be important
0: exactly all right next on the list not knowing how to overcome people's concerns about doing hypnosis sessions online. Like, is it safe? Is it ethical? Is it effective? When I first got put in charge of the, the committee for, for setting up the standards for doing sessions online, what I did was I listened. And I in the committee, there was these concerns, wrote them all down. Then I went to an online group of hypnotists and said, Hey, I'm going to be doing this thing. What kind of concerns do you think you might have or that your clients might have? And so I went to the profession and got this long list of concerns and then one by one figured out ways with the help of other people in the profession to overcome and address those concerns. That's way different from just winging it and, and then, your client says, well, what about this? And what about that? Or you think, well, what about this? You need to have that stuff already known, already in place. That's what professionals do. What do you think about that, Penny?
1: I I think that's absolutely um, true. And that it's important to have these things thought out ahead of time and to plan, you know, how are you gonna do pre-hypnosis interview? How do you, because your client is gonna have more questions about the online session than they do about in the office because they may not be tech savvy and you have to make sure that their questions are answered about that process as well. And, you know, well, you know, what do I do, you know, if the dog barks or what, you know, what do I do if I need to get up and go to the restroom Um, I've had a cat walk across the computer and shut the video off before. Um, And I have a pre-session video that I have all my clients watch that goes through all of these things for setting up a successful and easy hypnosis session. And they're nervous. They'll they'll inevitably forget something.
0: Perfect. You know, when... So... You know, nowadays, our clients kind of come through two doorways. One is the internet. You know, you have a website and maybe they hear about you on Google or Facebook or Yelp or whatever. Then they go to your website or they, they it's by referral. A friend of theirs that you've helped and then you know what they're going to do? They're going to go to your website. And so knowing about the concerns in, in advance Allows you to put together perhaps a frequently asked questions. I wouldn't call it concerns. I'd use you know a little word craft there. You say frequently asked questions about hypnosis, and in there you want to talk about why it is safe, why it is ethical, um, why it is why it is efficacious, why and effective. So um, having a, a little bit of preparation goes a very long way. All right, not knowing. Well, like what kind of video conferencing software you know you know for you facetime may or may not be the best uh, option for you then there's many different kinds of video conferencing software out there i use zoom zoom doesn't give me no money i give them money if something better comes along i'm going to switch I've used other uh, video conferencing programs in the past, for example, for doing my online training certification courses. And um, Zoom is probably the fourth or fifth video conferencing software that I've used. And guess what? I'll probably change in the future when something better comes along. So um, how did you decide on what you're using? Well,
1: I actually, was a student in a coaching course and Zoom is what was used. I found it user friendly and easy, but you mentioned something that I think is important. You, you mentioned FaceTime, and there are some circles of hypnotists where every so often I'll hear someone say, Oh, well, you know, if they don't like Zoom or they don't have good internet, you can FaceTime. And I really have concerns around confidentiality around FaceTiming or because that, you know, it's over your phone or some people will use a Facebook messenger call or a Facebook messenger video. And I just don't feel that that is secure at all. So be sure you protect your client's confidentiality. It's awesome. Really
0: Very good thoughts. You know, we want, that if you're going to do on session, online sessions and you can do hypnosis sessions online. Okay. I want to get that in your head. You can do it because there's very, you know, the only thing you cannot do online with a client that you can do in a physical proximity is touch them. You can't shake their hand. You can't tap them on the head, but there are replacement things that you can do for just about all the touch centered techniques that we use in hypnosis. So let me continue on here. Not taking online hypnosis sessions seriously. Like, for example, maybe in their office, they're dressed very professionally, but they think because they're online, they don't dress professionally. Or they're not conscious of what the background looks like. Uh, I In sessions, I've used two backgrounds, three actually, for online. One is just the normal office background of my office when i'm actually in my physical office the second one was i moved over to a home office and i wanted the background to to not take away from the session and it was just a blank wall and guess what it worked fine And now I've got a green screen up there. While I was in my office the last time, I took a picture of my office and that's what is in the background right now. There's a picture of my office, got my certificates up there. And so there you go. Take it seriously. Um, You have to work a little bit harder to make sure your client feels confident in what you're doing. And if you don't take it seriously, it'll come through. What do you think about that?
1: I think you're absolutely right. It could be tempting to sleep in to the last minute, to rush to your client, um, you know, those types of things. And you need to be sure that you treat it as if you were showing up to your office and you were prepping your office before that client comes in because it comes across in your sessions.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Next, and it's along that vein, I call it screen craft. And that is being aware of how you look on the screen. And some of it might, the the main thing that I find hypnotists do is they are not aware of proportion. And so, you know, they might be sitting, you know, way back like this, you know, or they might have bifocal glasses and they're looking at the screen like this and they look they look like, I don't know, like a bozo, right? and look going like, like this. So um, you've got to be aware of how you look. Now I recommend that you strive And I learned screen craft by doing my podcasts. That's how I learned how I think I should look on the the screen. And we've learned what professionals look like on a screen by watching TV. So a news broadcast, something maybe, something that's more educational, documentary or whatever, and you've got your talking head on, on the screen. And so basically you want the lighting and you want the proportion to be like a portrait. So it's a very, very nice. If you're wearing glasses, you've got to be careful with the lighting so that um, it, the lights don't reflect in the glasses. And also that you can see the person's eyes. That's kind of tricky because if you just have one point of light or the light that's only from, overhead then the shadow of the rim of the glasses goes over the eyes and a lot of what we do for connecting with people is looking into their eyes so screen craft what's the background look like what's the foreground look like do i do i look professional in that uh, you know like i could be on tv because when you look like the professionals on tv they tend to accept what you're saying in a more authoritative uh, professional manner well what what, anything to add to that, Penny?
1: I think it takes a little bit of practice, you know, to be sure to look at the camera. And, you know, when you're taking notes, I always say to my client, if you see me looking down while you're talking, I'm paying attention, I'm just making notes. And probably, and this comes from a healthcare provider background, but you mentioned this in the course as well. I don't like to put myself in a position where I'm, it feels as though I'm looking down my nose at the client like this. Does that make sense? Like you don't want to feel like you're towering over them in that process. It can be a little intimidating. Right. And don't set your computer on your coffee table while you're sitting on your couch, even if the background is nice because then you look completely disconnected from
0: what it is. So, yeah, that's a really good point. So, one thing that hypnotists do wrong when doing online sessions is they're not aware of how the height of the camera affects things. By doing my podcast, I learned that having the camera slightly above eye level uh, gives a good perspective for me. And, but, so now here I am in my home office and if I set my laptop, which I'm using to record this on down on the table, you would be looking up at me and be like looking up my nose, even though I'm not doing the bifocal mistake. Right. And so what I did and I had to experiment around to get the right height, but I found something there. I have a, um, a Pelican case which is used for like microphones and stuff like that, that's just about this high. And then I just have that under my laptop. I have a similar case like that in my physical office at the Banding Hypnosis Center that does the same thing. So that camera is eye level right now. When I do podcasts, it's slightly above level, eye level. And that, that, that gives a, a natural look to me as opposed if you have it down on the bottom it makes your chin stick out and it makes your cheeks puff up raise your hand if you want puffy cheeks you know it's more likely to catch you're looking down like this and it's looking up at you and if you if you if you have a double chin it that's the center thing raise your hand if you want your double chin to be on you know, camera, And even if you don't have a double chin, if you're looking down at the camera like this, it will artificially create a double chin. So just for to look good and uh, look professional, have that camera up eye level or slightly higher. Now you can overdo that. And you can and if you do that, if it's too high looking down, it makes you look like a little person. And <laughs> You know, and there's nothing wrong with being a little person, but um, they feel like they're looking down on you, and it's it's not what you want. You want eye-to-eye kind of contact. Awesome. Let's see here. We're rolling through this. Another mistake people do is they'll they'll try to use the same techniques that they use in person online, and then they'll suddenly get to that point where they have to touch somebody, like tap their head or lift their hand, and go, "Uh uh-oh, what do I do? And they didn't do the planning of modifying their techniques first or finding proven techniques for doing online sessions like the no-touch version of the five-path induction, which you can get on fivepathinduction.com that's already got that worked out. Or in a certification course, we talk about how to replace touching techniques like tapping a, on the forehead or lifting a part of the body or like the hand or something like that, how to replace those. So they'll, they'll just go online with, a, with someone and start using their old techniques and choke right in the middle of it as they stumble through not being able to use the touching technique. Um, let me move on to the next one so we don't make this into a 40-minute podcast and um, not knowing the benefits of doing hypnosis online for both clients and for themselves. You know, being able to do hypnosis online doesn't do you or anyone any good unless potential clients know the benefits to them of doing hypnosis sessions online. So you wanna have a very compelling list of the benefits for potential clients to do hypnosis sessions online so that you can use those in your written material or you have them right in front of you when a client calls and say, well, what do you think is better for me online? Or or I don't know if online's any good. And you can say, oh, as a matter of fact, there are some benefits to doing hypnosis sessions online. I actually like doing them better. And then you can check through that list of benefits for the client of doing sessions online. Uh, What do you think about that?
1: No, I think that um, it's important to be able to convey to people, you know, why they should choose to work with us. And when you know those benefits, um, that's key. And also about the induction, if I could just, uh, for just two seconds, one of the reasons I love the five path induction is that it's a short, sweet induction. Because if you're using something like a progressive relaxation induction or something other that's lengthy of that nature, someone is so comfortable when you're doing these online hypnosis sessions, you are going to put them to sleep. Yeah. Because they're very comfortable where they are.
0: And that's a whole new issue is you've got this client who's asleep 400 miles away. <laughs> right? That's where and, that and there's, phone
1: number comes in.
0: Yeah. Hey, let me give you an insider tip technique. So uh, if you have a client that, you know, has, you're concerned about them that they might fall asleep or they've got a medical situation or whatever, uh, you can, here's something that I'm recommending people do. And that is, yes, go ahead and set up the Zoom meeting just like you or whatever video conferencing software you want and then have them call you on the phone. Now, so you, you're still all audio is going to happen over the internet connection, the video conferencing, Zoom or whatever. But then what you do is you say, okay, now what I'm going to do is I want you to turn your ringer all the way down. And I want, I'm going to put me on mute. So that if I, if for some reason, we lose the internet connection, okay, or your computer shuts down, or we have any kind of problem okay, I can just unmute the phone on my end, and I can still talk to you. I could wake you up, or I could talk you through getting reconnected, or whatever we need to do. So that's a nice little thing that you can do. All right. Did I interrupt you, Penny? No,
1: you didn't. But I think that's an important point right now, because I heard the other day that since the beginning of February, that our internet service providers have already expanded bandwidth capability that they were gonna do for the entire year of 2020. And they're going beyond that because the internet has a lot of traffic right now. And I think that's an excellent tip, especially for people who have had some connectivity issues. That's a good backup to have.
0: Very good. Yeah, right now. um, Now, of course, people will be watching this video one year, two years, 10 years from now. And some of the issues are going on with with, uh, the virus and connectivity issues. That'll be like so old fashioned history. But, you know, we got to keep you guys in mind that are watching it right now as this is going on. And the Gosh, Zoom and other video conferencing platforms are being stressed like never before. And so the chances of a disconnect or connectivity problem is increasing more than ever before. So you want to have that backup. Super simple. Connect during video conferencing as usual. Then call them on the phone or they call you on the phone. And then you mute yourself so that they hear you only through the video conferencing and it doesn't echo through the phone. Video conferencing goes down, take yourself on mute, you can give them instructions on what to do, or if it doesn't uh, come back up, you can just continue with the audio, with the phone. Okay, cool, all right. Another mistake, we're getting close to the end here. Not realizing that you know video conferencing, doing hypnosis sessions online is, becoming the new norm. And I believe that in the future, doing face-to-face in the same proximity hypnosis sessions or counseling sessions or psychology therapy, all this stuff is going to be so last century. It's just going to seem so old-fashioned. Perhaps it might be thought of as a special deluxe service uh, to actually have a face-to-face meeting with someone just because it's so easy, so simple to do it and so effective to do it online when done right. So I think that, that it's going to be what's done most of the time. You might as well get ready for it and be one of the first people in your community to do it and to do it well. What do you think about that?
1: I really believe that this is going to become the profession and it's in times of crisis that things shift within industries and professions. And people may be more likely to seek out an online hypnotist as opposed to a brick and mortar hypnotist simply because they don't have to drive. They don't have to go into an office where they're uncomfortable being within proximity of someone that they don't know. Um, I, I just, I really think that If you want to ride this wave, now is the time to to get on board. And if you're experiencing connectivity issues and you're a little unsure right now, trust me, things are a lot smoother when there's not so much internet traffic. Just just ride it out because it only gets better. But that doesn't happen that often. You just have to be aware that it can happen.
0: Perfect. You know, we're like at this this new turning point. And I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of hypnotists will in the future, less and less and less have physical offices outside their home. That it's just gonna be so convenient to just have a wall somewhere. I mean, that's all you need is a background, right? Where you can um, have your credentials or you could actually have a false background like I'm using right now. And and just the money that it costs to have a physical office. So take this terrible event that's going on right now and make something good come out of it. Don't let the bug win. We win. We not just survive, we thrive. As we make this big transition into providing sessions professionally, ethically, uh, competently online and uh, you will remember back of these days where you kind of got pushed into it and be glad that you did all right anything else you want to say to wrap things up penny
1: yeah no i think the mistake you can make is waiting to do online hypnosis sessions
0: yeah yeah because everybody else is getting on board um that's because you know i was luck could be defined as preparation meeting opportunity. And it just so happened that I started putting together the, the course for this last year, right after the National go hypnotist Convention. I believe I ran the very first a certification course for doing online hypnosis sessions back in September. And uh, so we were already running, already had it polished up and going when we got into the situation now where nobody's going outdoors anymore. And so now we have it all polished up, ready to go. Um, as I'm doing this podcast, I'm looking at what we've done. We've, we've done probably several, uh, I can't even, it depends when you're watching this video, but the time you're watching this video, we might've done eight or nine or 10 of these certification courses and they fill up, they fill up and then we, we open a new one. So rather than give you the dates, the ones that are coming up, because um, when you watch this, the date was probably already passed for the last one right now, for long as the demand is there, we're doing the course about once a week, usually on a Thursday or Friday, They they are a seven-hour course. They start at 9.30 in the a.m. Texas time. That's Central uh, Standard Time. Uh, We're not putting this on the website at this time. If you are interested in knowing about when the next course is, you email Tasha at hypnosis.org. Org, Org, like the Borg. You will be assimilated. That's That's what I was told to say by someone who's on the podcast with me right now. So it's about seven hours long. We do about a 30 minute lunch break in the middle and uh, we get it done. We go through all the stuff you really need to do to be really effective, to be able to get hit, get going with the, uh, hit the ground with the the virtual ground running. Let's see here. Is there anything else I want to say? Um, we're because the demand's been so high, we're able to, Keep the price down. Originally, it was going to be 195 uh, for that one-day session, but we're running them right now at 145. The classes are limited to 20 people. I think that's a really good manage manageable size where everybody can get the attention they need, where they get their questions answered, and all of that. All right. Anything else, Penny? You got a class coming up or whatever? I do. I
1: have the 25 plus seven. Uh, Hypnosis certification coming up in July, the 12th through the 18th. By the time people see this, registration will be up on the website. And it's going to be a hybrid course online and in person. So if you can't fly to Jackson, Mississippi, if you have great internet connection, you can still join me.
0: Awesome. Cool. Hey, and I've got, in addition to the certification course I just talked about for hypnotists to do sessions online, I have both a full certification for people who will come into the profession and become five path certified, which my next class is in July, 2020. And then another one in October 19th, 2020, all of my classes, the schedule are available on calbanion.com. And, um, you know, rather than get to the exact dates, because right now we're going from the 10-day course to the 25 plus seven. The 25 is uh, self-study of preparation to come into the course, the live course, which then is seven days in a row. We are going to this format because in the past it was 10 days, Monday through Friday, then Monday through Friday, and people had to take you know two weeks off of work or away from their family to take the course and we think this smarter leaner approach is going to be very well received where you only need to take one week off of work one week away from your family and still get the same great training and also we still have the week of power the week of power scheduled, it might even have happened by the time you get this podcast, so you'll have to keep checking calbania.com to get the the latest information, but the next one is April 27th to May 2nd, and that one, because it's going on while everybody's sheltering in place, that is 100% online. There will be no on-site students in that. Normally, it's hybrid, which is some online some on site and so long as we're all sheltered and hunkered down like we are then uh the all my course still be running but the courses will be everyone online i've done that in the past it's kind of weird for me i'm in a classroom it's empty and everybody's on a big screen at the back of the classroom and uh, we get it done you know we're not going to let the bug win not going to let the bug win. All right. That's it. Thank you, Penny, for being here. I think it's a great series we just did. I think it's going to help a lot of hypnotists to get online to know that, yes, you can do hypnosis sessions online. With that, Cal Banyan.